Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Well, hello, Stevie. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm great. I'm so excited. Here we are. We're talking about episode two of season four. It is Stardate 142128.9. And the episode is entitled Anomaly. Anomaly. It's very exciting stuff. Yes. So, uh, well, hello to all of our listeners out there and those of you uh, catching this live on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Want to say a little something about the Patreon, Stevie? Yes, we have a Well, we have one. That's exciting what? enough as it is. Yes, uh, patreon.com forward slash set phasers. You can join us for lots of things. You'll get behind the scenes access to all of the live episodes as they happen, because that's fun. And we do them on video so you can see our faces as well. We have faces. Our faces. Uh, You'll also get access to our monthly Netflix watch party, although we may have to change the, the format because... Netflix has removed most of Star Trek, so uh, because everything's moving to Paramount Plus, yes. <laughs> However, we will get together once a month to watch Star Trek together as a group of nerds, uh, which is rather fun. Did I miss anything? Yes. Any any we'll other fun things? Find some way to do it. Got we shall. Some fun things and the early access. No, to I believe that's I've everything. That's everything. And that's of course at you'll get Patreon. Early access to our episodes. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash set phasers. Um, oh, yes. Let's run it down. Shall we run down this crazy, it's crazy, crazy episode? Let's run it down. Can you run it down for me? What just happened? Can you run it down for me? Wonderful. Let's run it down, Aki. What a crazy episode. What happened? This episode was bonkers. Well, bananas. It moves things along, as as we may recall. Last episode, first episode of season four, basically, uh, you know, Starfleet was getting back on his feet. Federation, there's president, there's new Archer space dock. Things are going great. Everybody's smiling at everybody, everywhere. Then Discovery has to jump away to figure out what's going on with the space station that's spiraling out of control. It was hit by some kind of space anomaly. They figure out how to deal with that, but at the same time, the anomaly attacks Book's home planet of Quajon, killing basically everyone on it. Not basically. I'm sure it killed yeah. everyone on it, uh, except for Book, who had just flown up to see what was going on. So we begin episode two with Book. He's basically locked himself in a ship for like two days and he's like going over footage I guess that he got when he was trying to inspect things and he has not processed his grief Michael shows up and tries to sort of reach out to him but he's completely non-responsive but good news Saru is back on board he's come through since since the anomaly so Saru is there with his sweet uh, red uniform tall Mm -hmm. and and handsome and he's got his uh, brooch 
from from uh, his planet, which is pretty sweet. Yep. Little flower thing. And he basically comes on. He becomes Michael's number one. So he's first officer. Even though he has captain's rank, he's decided he wants to. He, it'll be some time before he takes the chair. So they go to a briefing at Starfleet HQ. I said H. And <laughs> that's right. Brit. Um, where Stam's basically, what the information they have so far is that they've got this anomaly. It's five light years long. It might be, maybe, could be a binary black hole, which is like two black holes orbiting each other, causing crazy amounts of of gravitational distress Mm. in the galaxy. But it's undetectable because you can't see black holes unless there's debris around them. So you can only see it when it's destroying things. There was so much science in this episode. So much science. Yes, it was very sciencey. It really... Did a number on me. I get very excited oh, when they do hard science. I get very, very excited uh, because yeah. it means I can Google a million things after the episode is done. <laughs> I was struggling to keep up. I mean, like you, you like you know, when there's science garble on Star Trek, you know, for the most part, it's like yeah, you know, EPS kind of change the main deflector mm-hmm. array or something. And this was just like all science by black holes, and you're like, yep, this is probably real. It, and as far as we know, probably. theoretically, it's real. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so they're like they're they think they've got this thing plotted as to how it's going to go they know the next system it's going to hit they're worried about civil unrest they're going to start evacuating that system because they don't know how to stop it the president of navarre president Tirina, is there and offers the help of the navarre science institute which i assume carries the same weight as the vulcan science institute did 800 years previous it's like Mm -hmm. top scientific minds in the federation so uh Discovery is sent out to get as close to this uh, anomaly as possible and to gather some information and see if anything can be done about it. Uh, Saru arrives on the bridge, and they don't know what to call him for a while, but then they decide to call him Mr. Saru, which is lovely. A little throwback to Mr. Spock, do you think? Mr. Spock. Mr. Spock, yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think we've had a Mr. really uh, in quite some time. I think Mm -hmm. Janeway used to call people Mr. Mr. Kim. When she, yeah. Mr. Paris. Yes, but uh, I don't think uh, Picard called anyone. He didn't say Mr. Riker. Did he say Mr. Worf? He did say Mr. Worf. I think Worf. he did actually call him Mr. Worf. Yeah. I, but it's, it's interesting. I guess Klingons are just first name and then house, you know, so he's Worf, son of Mog. So he wouldn't be called Mr. Son of Mog. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't know Saru's last name. This is all ridiculous. Mr. Data. Mr. Anyway. Data. You're right. There's always been Mr. You're so Tangent. right. We need to talk about the misters. So they jump to the anomaly. They analyze it. It's not what they expected. So the theory gets called into question. But in order to get more information, Discovery has to get closer. But it can't get any closer without risking getting basically torn apart by these the gravitational waves inside the anomaly. And also a dot drone is going to be too small to get in there and stay intact. So the only option is books ship. Thank God they have books ship. And uh Captain Burnham, Michael's like, listen, we'll get Detmer and Oweshikun and Adira on that ship, and they'll go in there and they'll do some sciencey stuff. But Book, who is still somewhat distraught and not really processing well, uh, asks to speak to the captain in person, and he demands. He says, "You can, you can, you, you can't stop me from going in there because this anomaly destroyed my planet, and I'm going in there no matter what." You know what? Can you hit me with the book music? <laughs> Ah, yeah. Listen here, Michael. I may not be handling the pressure well, but there's no way you're going to stop me from going in there with my ship. 
I'm the best pilot for this mission. And I love you, girl. And I will be back. Book out. <laughs> okay, wait, that's 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 I mean listen. We're not trying to make babies here. So uh yes. I'm so glad we have Discovery back because I have yeah, missed that. We missed the book Slow Jam. I, I forgot mm-hmm. about it until literally a second ago. Um, that anytime you spoke, <laughs> we did it as a book. I'm so glad I rearranged all my sound effects. They were easily found. You do. I forgot that book can only be quoted as a Barry White voiceover. Mm. So, um, yeah, book basically, he's going to go to the mattresses. He's not going to let the musician without him. He wants to go in there. Uh Meanwhile, uh, in uh, what I assume is sick bay, uh, we find out that Gray Tall, Gray, mm. is going to get a new body. And how are they going to make that new body? Did they call it incorporated? Incorporated. Which is technically makes sense, but it does sound like he's a business. Yes, he's going to be incorporated. He's going to be a limited lending company. And I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to use a technology from this old, ancient, ancient cobwebs covered technology from 800 years yes. ago invented by some dude named Alton and Nigo Soong, which was used on some captain named Picard. I don't know. And, uh, who? Yeah. I, what? <laughs> well, it's interesting. Cause I, I did at first, I was like, they would know who Picard is, but then I was like, no, of course not. They were like, a uh, decades before Picard. Uh, Oh, that's right. They were before Picard and then after. Yeah. So, so they, been, they have, have no idea about Picard and the Enterprise and all the stuff that happened. I mean, apart from maybe uh-huh. reading history, but they don't know how big of a deal True. he may or may not have been. In any case, I like that little little crossover nod to, to the Picard uh, series. Uh, and they're sort of discussing, uh, you know, uh, Gray's uh, guilt at feeling happy about being able to incorporate into his body and possibly being able to become a Trill once more. And becoming a guardian and so on and so forth. It's very exciting. Uh, note to all, Gray decides to have a mole removed from his hand that he just had never really cared for. And, uh, you know, Culber and Adira are supportive. Meanwhile, Michael speaks with uh, Saru in her ready room in another toss to Sword of Picard. Her ready room is also a hollow suite. So if you may remember mm. Picard, that he had that fancy office that yes. was a hollow suite yep. i thought it was cute uh i like the hollow suite. i really liked that i was like because when they came out of it she was in her ready room i was like yes. Whoa. so now she can be like come and you walk in and you're you know on the cliffs of of navarre overlooking lake euron and the captain's <laughs> like listen here mister anyway i thought that's i hope they use that more and we also find out that disco's computer has given itself a name it has mm-hmm. called itself zora Mm-hmm. Zora the Explorer. Zora the Explorer. <laughs> ha 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 ha. Um, mm. uh, but Michael's basically asked Saru there to ask for advice on book. And basically they come to the decision that, look, book is right for the job. And as a captain, uh, Michael knows that. Uh, but as a, as, a, as a partner and friend, perhaps she is concerned for his well-being. And so Saru uh, cautions, saying maybe we'll just do some added safety measures, like have a a programmable matter tether. And so that's what they're going to do. And they're going to send Stamets as a hollow. He'll be a hollow on the ship with book. So just be book alone with the holograph of Stamets. And Stamets is a little freaked out because he and book do not necessarily get along. And there's a little bit of beef in there because book once used the spore drive 
and Stamets used to be the only one who could do it, but Book, because he's this magical space druid, can also do it. Anyway, Stamets, Hollow is on board. Grudge, Grudge freaks out because she can't smell Hollow. She doesn't like it. Book is a little standoffish, but they get in gear. They go into the anomaly. They immediately encounter debris. The ship gets really destroyed, kind of jacked up. Navigation goes. Book is periodically having these sort of waking hallucinations or or sort of like uh, 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 flashbacks of seeing his nephew Leto running on on Quajon, and it temporarily distracts him, and, and Stamets is constantly having to pull him back. Meanwhile, the gravitation waves from the anomaly, which should not be happening, are wreaking havoc on Discovery, basically throwing everyone up in the air and then dropping them on the ground. It's hilarious. It's something a giant uh, toddler would do. Um the disco crew is injured, but Tilly and Adira are specifically working on solutions on how to uh, predict further gravitational waves. Uh, Discovery has to back off because it can't take any more of those. So they're going to have to lose the tether to book ship, and they'll need to figure out a way to get him and, and the information out. Even though book has no navigation, Stamets needs more time. Book and Stamets, blah, I wouldn't say they bond as they work, but they start talking finally. Uh, the scan gets completed, but they can't transport them back to Discovery because of all the interference. So they've got to get the ship out. Meanwhile, Tilly and Adira discover that the gravitational waves are like waves. And then Lieutenant Commander Bryce or just Lieutenant Bryce? I think he got a promotion to Ooh, commander. I'm not sure. I think he might oh. be Lieutenant Commander Bryce now. Okay. Uh, I'll look. You, we could Google it. I don't know. I mean, you want to Google it? Sure. I got to. You can Google that. You can Google that. You can Google that. Well, I found out that his first name is Ronald. And Ronald? yeah, Ronald Bryce. Ronald A. Bryce. <laughs> That's, I don't know why I find that funny. Uh, it says that he's a commander, so he must be a Lieutenant Commander Bryce. Anyway, so. Okay. Lieutenant Commander Bryce is like, you know, I used to do windsurfing. Basically, they can windsurf out if they can catch one of those gravity waves. And he'll, they'll, because he has no navigation, they'll have to do it with Michael sensing the gravity waves and telling Book when to go. He misses the first one and he starts hallucinating again and no one can reach out to him. He's not responding to Stamets. He's not responding to Michael. That's when Saru encourages Michael to reach out to Book directly, not as a captain, but as his partner. And she's able to get him to focus and at least trust her to close his eyes and have faith in her and the crew that they are there with him, even though he's in there alone with only a holograph. And they manage to gun it and hit a gravity wave and they surf out. And Tilly gives praise to Adira, who uh, Adira has been trying to like sort of impress Tilly this whole time. So that's really an awesome uh, book. And Stamets have a nice moment once the, the incredibly... Uh, <laughs> jacked up ship is back in the bay where uh stamets thanks book finally for doing the the spore drive jump to save culber and adira at the end of season three and book uh in reference to something that stamets tried to do as a conversation starter earlier mentions that his arms do tingle when he operates the spore drive and then stamets leaves there are uh, this is sort of the end of the episode there's like three big moments gray and adira have a moment in uh adira's quarters uh, where uh, basically Adira admits that they've been feeling some sort of like flashbacks of the shock of the moment that they lost Gray because it was a similar sort of like abrupt uh, ship crash, you know, bleed out, death on the floor thing. Tilly and Culber have a moment because Culber's really, he's still doing his soft touch sort of like, uh, I want to call it 
like unofficial ship's counselor thing where people come to him for advice and to talk until he's been going through some stuff. And so she's able to ask Culber to, to have a, so, you know, basically to enter into counseling with him. And then Michael and book have a moment finally where book begins to mourn uh, the loss of all his people. The very last scene is one in which Tilly says, having analyzed some of the data, uh, they don't really have like a full idea of things, but, the apparently the the direction the anomaly was traveling changed when discovery arrived as in the reason the gravitational waves were hitting discovery was because they should have been in a safe place but the anomaly changed direction so it was hitting discovery with gravitational waves there is no scientific explanation for that and that means the anomaly is even more anomalous and incredibly unpredictable here endeth episode two season four star trek discovery Anomaly. How are they going to fix this? I mean, it's not like it's a villain that they can defeat. I couldn't agree more. I think uh, I think we need to chat about that. <gasps> do you really? Mm-hmm. I say, darling, let's do a quick chat about that. Yes, yes, let's do. So. Yeah, of course you're so right. I have no idea what, like, even if they could figure out, like, how do you, <laughs> how do you stop? Two black holes from from eating everything in the universe. Yes, uh, I, I yeah, I think it's weird. And is does this mean that it's sentient? If it changed directions, or is it random, or is it being controlled somehow mm. that it can and turn who around? Who would have the stuff. power to do that? And I why? don't know. Uh, but there's there's some music that we definitely cannot play on our podcast that might be uh, is my theory as to who might be behind this destructive anomaly. In section 31. <laughs> it's definitely not section 31. I don't think it's section 31. We we can play that. I just don't think we ever should. No, <laughs> I, I forgot agree. that that existed. Oh, I love that. I always uh, couldn't uh, find, I don't know where the chain is. I've put it somewhere. Uh, it's all right. We're, it's, it's probably for the best. We don't need that kind of heat coming yeah. from Oh, kind of. Yeah, I just have no idea who may or may not be in charge of this uh, strange anomaly. Mm. Couldn't say. Couldn't say. Anyway. Any, yeah, it's a great anyway. tune. Um, yeah, I don't know. And uh, also, I, I really enjoyed the reference to Picard, the that Alton, the, the Sung uh, research is still being used. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were able to dig it out for Gray. I think it'll be cool because it's like, yeah. I, I mean, I love the fact that this is ancient research and it was sort of just a quick comment that it couldn't really be used after that. Like it worked for Picard and then that was more or less the end of it or it didn't work for too long. So we got some sort of references to, you know, potentially how long it might last for Picard or not. Right. Well, it seems like it's it's the issue is transferring one's consciousness properly mm. and that perhaps because... Gray has gone through the Trill um, consciousness exchange process. Wow, new tongue twister. Since Gray has gone through the Trill consciousness exchange process, um, that he might be more uh, more able to handle the the shift. And also because I guess he's not going from like a corporeal body into the 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 Sung body. He's going from incorporeal into the sung body but how do we how do they do that they're going to use the the symbiote to get gray's mind into the 
the new body? Is that I don't know. Probably? I kind of missed the, I say science and then, you know, air quotes on that one. Well, I mean, look, the body thing makes sense. It makes sense because we know about, we know, but I don't understand how, because gray is incorporeal and only exists and can be seen by Adira, except for the time that they were all on the planet that was subject to the weird science. You're right. The science is weird. We probably shouldn't overthink about it. I mean, I was wondering if it could be kind of a doctor on Voyager type thing where he becomes a hologram Mm. with a little, you know, stickery thing on his jacket where he could walk around and things. But then again, question of how do we get his consciousness into it? Right. I assume the consciousness is inside the symbiote. Where is it? Who's got the symbiote? Adira. Blue. Adira. Yes. Yes. Sorry, Blue's the actor. The actor. The actor. The actor. Uh, so I the think Adira has a symbiote because they went through that whole process. Remember where they had to like go into a pool and yes, fight right, right, against right. the memory of it or whatever. And mm-hmm. who was there with them? I forget. Was that Michael? Michael. With them? Oh, yep. Michael was with them. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Good captain material. Okay. Yes. So, um, yes. Ooh. What else? Oh, can we talk about how Culber is like basically the unofficial ship's counselor? Yes. I love that. I think it's great. Yeah, and he was counseling people as he was fixing them up from the whole gravity burst thing. That I quite like that. Oh, the gravity burst was super cool. I love their they're like they were doing like the stop motion mm-hmm. matrix stuff as they uh, uh, um, until he was like, oh yep, it's happening. One, two, now. Yeah, then, now <laughs> quickly. Like, uh, yeah, you're right. He's like fixing people's faces and broken ribs and stuff, and he's like, you know, it's only because they respect you so much. Uh, you can never tell what's going on. It's hard to determine uh, determination versus greed. Like just killing mm-hmm. it. He's like fixing everybody and fixing everything, and and even Tilly, who I think is normally sort of the unofficial, mm-hmm. sort of like ship's counselor to people. Yeah, uh, is now and and I seem to remember Culber. Didn't he have the same? Uh, relationship with Detmer last season when Detmer was kind of going through some. Yeah, I don't think we really resolved whatever happened with Detmer. I think it was, it there was a, a conversation bit... where Detmer was like, it would be great if we could talk more. Yeah. And Culver was like, I'd like that. So I feel like Culver's okay. up due for a promotion or something. I don't know. Maybe. He's already ship's doctor, but. What do you think's going on with Tilly then? Well, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. It's definitely not just about uh, Nalus and the the station because Tilly mm. was already sort of out of sorts during the dedication ceremony in episode one. I'm wondering whether they're going to use this. I don't. Maybe it's a bit too simple as an opportunity to have somebody with mental health issues. But I, I feel know. like we sort of. It, it, well, it could be that. I think we dealt with post-traumatic distress with uh, Detmer last season. We did, but it was that was like incident specific. I wonder if this is, you know, potentially going to be something else. But then a long-term in that, situation. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. But then you would imagine that that point in the future we would have been able to resolve certain health issues. Well, perhaps with the resolution we find is that counseling can, you know, maybe you know therapy is required. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly. In the 24th century with uh, Counselor Troy, it was, they never, I'm sure there was like medication, but it Mm -hmm. seemed like people needed to also go through counseling in order to Mm -hmm. resolve certain issues. So that could, I would be interested in that. I would be interested in that. And I would love to see, I'm enjoying that Culber's role is advanced and we don't just see him in sickbay. 
And I'm wondering yes. if that's the goal is that he'll be ship's counselor and sort of be on the bridge like Troy was, you know, part right. of the like bridge crew as opposed to. But then they do have that other doctor. Do they? Remember the doctor? Uh, she's got braids. I forgot what her name is. She was only for like. Oh, yes, that's right. I can't remember who she was, but she was like holding things down too. Especially so I feel like for crisis mode, she was there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, hmm. yeah, that, like that whole, I think the end of season two before Col- when Culber's like, I think I'm going to leave and then decides to stay and go into the future. Mm-hmm. It's a different doctor. Interesting. Anyway, I, I would love to see Dr. Culver on the bridge all the time. Then we can have all of our friends on the bridge, except Stamets, who <laughs> is happier. And Jet Reno has not made an appearance yet. Well, Jet will make Jet will make an appearance. I wonder, I was thinking maybe uh, there would be an appearance like this episode when things were going like completely pear-shaped. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming there'll be some like really crazy engineering structural issue. And Jet Reno's going to show up and... Mm-hmm give Stamets what for when he's spiraling. It's so funny because now I feel like she's such an integral part of the crew to not see her in certain crucial moments where the ship's breaking apart. Yeah. You know, because like when it was Tilly and Adira having to figure that out, I was like, oh, I feel Jet should be somewhere right. in the middle I of this. should be calling down to engineering. Well, the ship yeah. is a little weird because it doesn't, they don't go to warp very much. Mm. It's a lot of black alert. They've been doing a lot of j- spore drive jumps. Jumps. So it'll be hmm. interesting. I'm sure there will be, I'm sure, well, I know, but I don't know what the cause will be. And I feel like um, uh, it'll be, when it comes, it'll be a good, it'll be like very satisfying. Maybe a little bit more focus on Reno when she appears as opposed to like just in the background. Like, like mm-hmm. you know, one of those, like mm-hmm. the data mm-hmm. episode, it'll be like a Reno episode. Yeah. I would love a Reno episode. Anyway. Yes, we can but hope. You can but hope. And I have one final um, thing that I found interesting. Maybe a little. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a little tinfoily, who knows. But since they mentioned early on the president of Navarre is like, you can come to the Navarre Science, oh, come on, Academy? Institute. Institute that maybe we're, since we're headed back to Navarre, we get to see Michael's mom, perhaps more killer Romulan warrior nuns. Perhaps Killer Warrior Romulan Nun. Killer Warrior We'll see more Killer Marmalum. Oh, one last thought I had. It's it's a bit it's a bit silly, but did you notice Michael's comfy ready room? Oh yeah, with the the couches and the crate and barrel chairs and stuff. Of course, little throws over the chairs. Well, they have they have programmable <laughs> matters, so they can make it look like whatever they want, I guess. Oh, that's true. No longer the uncomfortable sort of weird felt of the the Picard's Enterprise. Mm, and I remember I Janeway so. had a very comfy ready room. She had a little side area. She had that like uh, quite liked. that kitchen nook, right? Yes. Not a kitchen, but like a nook <clears throat> bench window thing, mm-hmm. which is always nice. Anyway, I like a comfy ready zone. room. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this was nice. This felt like ooh, it's like the set of a sitcom. <laughs> Except, it did a bit. I think it was the long, <laughs> yeah, the long was that sofa, long shot. exactly, the long curved sofa. That's you could see the, all the friends on it. <laughs> yeah, you could see like someone and in, interviewing a boy band on it or something. Mm-hmm. That's oh, very Today Show. You know, you're right. <laughs> very Today you're Show. Totally yeah. right. <laughs> uh, well, yes. Yeah, so curious. I'm. I'm. Uh, I, I, I'm loving where they went with episode two. I am really 
concerned about this anomaly. I don't know how what what it is or how it can be fixed, even if it can be. And uh, I'm glad to see Saru back, and hopefully there that super tender moment where he and Tilly talk at the beginning, mm. and then they go into the the uh, turbo lift, and he puts his arm on her back and pats her up. I was like tearing he, up. It was so wonderful. Yeah, and he had a super cute tender moment with Michael and their little hug. Because you were one, oh I was God, honestly was wondering so how they were going to hug because he's so tall. It was so cathartic. I felt like I was getting a hug from Saru. Very mm. cathartic. Saru gets Maybe great one hugs. day you will get a hug from Saru at Comic Con. That's right. I'll wear my platform shoes, <laughs> my my three inch platform, so that I can reach up to Saru and hug him like Michael did. And then you'll go off and do an ABBA tribute band. That's right. In your platforms. You know me. I do. I'm a dancing do, queen. Fact. What can I say? <laughs> Uh, Does your mama know that you're out? <laughs> no, but uh, I'm young and I'm only 17 or something. Uh, my, You mean my mama, Mia. So uh, shall we move on to quotable moments and stop doing ABBA puns? Because I can do this all day. Oh, I could do this all day. That needs no, to be I know. another episode. This is a different. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Quotable moments. Quotable moments. What do we have? I only have. I have two. I have two small ones. Uh, well, um, I have many, but they, we don't need to do all. I wrote eight. Oh, good lord! <laughs> but I, you know, I'm just there typing and clacking away. Um, super, super quotable for you. This one. I don't want to take yours. So, what, which which ones do you have? All right. Um, if lot from Saru to Michael in the ready room, in the very comfy ready room, if loss has taught us anything, mm. it's that each of us must sit with pain in our own way. Beautiful. 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 Lovely, lovely wisdom from Saru. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. from Tilly to Saru. Are you taller? You seem taller. Are you mm -hmm. sure? I just quite liked that. Little. I did like that. That was very cute. Cute. Uh, also, Tilly had a few great quick one-liners. I loved uh, when uh, she sort of had to yell at Adira, uh, and then Culver comes over and is fixing her chin, and she goes, I'm like Stamitzing right now. <laughs> yes. Which is really great. Yeah. And Culver goes, like, we're all under a lot of pressure. Perfect person to say that to. And I also loved when uh, Adira and Tilly figure out when the next gravitational wave is, they run onto the bridge and they say, uh, Tilly says, Captain, uh, good news. We know when the next disturbance is going to hit. Bad news. It's in two seconds. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought that was great. And, uh, well, this is a very sweet thing. That same moment in the turbo lift. Uh, right before they walk in, when when uh, Tilly's saying it's you know it's weird how life is so short, so brief, just a heartbeat in the universe, and you know gone in a second. And Saru says, "How we choose to spend our moments in the short time that we have matters." I thought that was yep. very sweet. Very, very sweet. Mm. Well, um, I guess. I guess. I mean, I hate to say, I hate to say goodbye, but it's time for next time. It's time for next, next time. time on set phasers next time on set phasers spoiler alert i wrote down the thing about maybe having killer romula warrior nuns in the next episode but guess what <laughs> episode three of season four is called what's it called ducky it's called choose to live <gasps> my friends choose to live it's definitely oh. gonna have killer romula warrior nuns Coat, collot, collot, milot, coat, milot, thank you. Coat, milot, maybe. Coat, milot. Coat, milot. I think we, 
We got a sneak preview, I think, on the uh, Star oh, Trek did? Instagram, I believe. I yes. missed it. I'm or there was, it was certainly a teaser. Let's call it a teaser. So we're definitely getting co-op Milot. Yes, co-op Milot. Nice. Well, perhaps perhaps uh, Michael's mom, as you say. Well, what's the lost cause? Well, we'll find out what the know. lost cause is. The point is, Well, this next is week- a lost cause. Okay. This, this entire anomaly is a lost cause. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought you were talking about me. Um, you. <laughs> you're a lost silly cause, Silly Billy. Uh, okay well next week we'll be discussing episode three of season four of discovery thank you so much for joining us you out there in podcast land if you enjoy the program uh you can listen to it it comes out every monday and you can get it wherever podcasts come from and we'd love for you to share it with your friends absolutely and of course uh you can join us on patreon as we mentioned you can watch the episodes live as they happen you can get early access to the video and audio episodes as well as join our netflix slash paramount plus slash we haven't figured that out yet watch parties uh (laughs) monthly um patreon.com forward slash set phasers until then uh check out our back episodes if you're a star trek fan we have a ton i think we've got like seven seasons of star trek that we have reviewed thus thus far including one or two movies here and there so go and check it out wherever you get your podcasts uh, you took my Patreon thing, so I'll say we're on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> at Set Facers Podcast, <laughs> and please follow us uh, and join in the conversations. All things, all things Trek. Uh, Stevie has a very strong meme game, and I think the memes will only get stronger. Perhaps video memes. One tries, and if you uh, missed, if you in fact check out our Instagram, I did a special Set Phasers cocktail edition where you could make your own Romulan ale fizz. So do go and check that out on our podcast. Uh, go do go and check that out on our Instagram at Phasers Podcast. Yes, Stop and I forgot dancing. that dancing, I danced during this. Just wait, this is to promote our Patreon. Is if it? you support Patreon and you can watch us live, then you get to see <laughs> me dancing during the outro, and it's pretty exciting. Yes, and we all we also forget what's going on. Uh, until next time, I am Stevie Mans. And I am a binary black hole that is undetectable without debris. This has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Oh, computer. End program.